He said, most of life is froth and bubbles. Two things stand like stone, kindness in another's troubles, courage in your own. Kindness, kindness changes everything. From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's Podcast Sunday Series, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. What helps you stay positive in times of trouble? And in what ways have you tried to help others keep the hope alive? In these trying days, Monsignor Ken Velo challenges us to live our faith by having courage in our own struggles and being kind to those around us. If we were to do an instant replay on Lent, we'd go back to the first Sunday of Lent and see Jesus and the Transfiguration with Peter, and Peter wanted to build three temples there. We see the particular scene of Jesus being there and transformed in the beloved son. We look back a little further, we see the woman at the well. We see that, in a sense, she was there and nourished with water that gave her thirst away and brought her sins again more over. But we also saw the blind man. These people have no names. And we come today and hear about a few different characters. We see Martha, we see Mary, and as this gospel proceeds, you know this is the rising, the raising of, of Lazarus from the tomb. We could talk about Martha and Mary, two spinster sisters of Lazarus. We could talk about how Mary sort of had the broad picture, and Martha was worried about the small things. Mary was sort of uh, in her own world, but Martha was always worried about things getting done. Martha wanted to be in control, and Mary just looked at life from a totally different perspective and absorbed it all. We could talk about the characters of Martha and Mary and how we might identify with them. But I think what's most important, as I look at this gospel, after many years of proclaiming it to people in churches around the city, that the most important words for me are simply, do you believe? Do you believe? Those were the words posed to Martha. She had seen her brother die. She had faith in the Lord Jesus. She knew that her brother would rise at the end of life. But she still must have had questions. Why didn't he come sooner? Why did he disappoint us? And she said, if only you had been here, this thing would not have happened. Martha, do you believe? Those simple words are words that I think come to so many of us. You know, they came to Dr. John Hurley. He was called Jack by his many friends. And in his life from 1927 to 2020, I'm sure that that question was asked, do you believe? He was a young little child through the Depression. He saw the Second World War. He worked in the medical field. I'm sure at different times he saw patients that he loved go to God all too prematurely. Do you believe? And most importantly, I think that question was posed of him a couple times when two of his children at different times, a daughter and a son, both died so tragically. He and his wife, Marianne, were asked that question, do you believe? Yes, Lord, I do believe. I'm thinking not only of Father Hurley's father, 
but I'm thinking of my mother. Yesterday was my mother's 102nd birthday. She lives in Flossmoor, and looking at her life, it started with the 1918 with the flu epidemic that killed so many, and it's sandwiched in between two bookends of this coronavirus pandemic. She lived as a young child through the Depression. She was a young mother who took care of my sister when my father went off to war. Coming back and raising us, I'm sure there were many questions different times. Do you believe? But in particular, my mother, who was a strong person of grace, was asked that question when my sister died and left six children for my mother at 55 to be their second mother. Then seeing my father died. She lives happily now, after all these years, looking back as we look back on her life. But I'm sure that question was posed of her. Jean, do you believe? Yes, Lord, I do believe. And that question, those three words, come to us so often. Maybe in hospitals. Maybe in nursing homes. Maybe when we get bad news about a relative or friend or find out we lost something that was so important to us. And these days, these days, of course, this pandemic, which is spread and spreading throughout the world. We hear that, do you believe? That question asked with people who are trying to have children or people who have lost children, or people who have special needs children, or perhaps different times when medical personnel and first responders are out now and seeing so much around them, seeing people who are sick and dying. Do you believe? That question is asked in the surgical waiting area, it's asked in funeral homes, it's asked as people mourn the loss of relatives and friends. Do you believe? That question is posed of each of us, and maybe I would say even now, during these days of this pandemic, which is spreading ever so quickly until it peaks and comes down and is still with us. Do you believe? I don't have an answer because I know that I've been asked that question at different times in my life. Through times of crisis, through times when I had to make a decision about whether I was going on through the priesthood, at different times when I saw different things happen within the context of a parish community, when I saw friends and relatives, people my age going to God, do you believe? What gives me a certain amount of satisfaction is that in a sense, we are all in this together. What a great gift faith is. How often I've stood out in front of church after a funeral whether that be a 45-year-old man who has committed suicide, whether that be an elderly woman who is the matriarch of many generations, or whether that be the mourning of a husband or a young woman or someone who has died in a tragic accident. The same sentence comes back. Father, thank God we have our faith. Father, thank God we have our religion. Faith, it's a gift. Thank God. And where there's faith, there's love. Where there's love, there's peace. And where there's peace, we usually find God. Unfortunately, sometimes we confuse faith and religion. Faith is much more than religion. Faith is a belief. Religion is much more than doctrine. It's a belief and a discipleship, putting ourselves in the hand of God.
most of all, understanding his presence in our lives through good times and bad. There was a book out, The Presence and Absence of God. The main point of that book was when we feel and sense the absence of God, in a sense, we understand the presence of God and appreciate it and miss that in our lives. Do you believe? It was a question asked of Martha. And she replied, as Jack Hurley did, as my mother does now, yes, Lord, I do believe you are the Son of God. But this gospel goes on, and to be honest, here at Old St. Pat's, I usually read the shortened version because I thought it would be understood a little bit more, that we could focus on the gospel. Because you know the story, the story that comes after this. Jesus goes to the tomb, roll the tomb away, the stone from the tomb. He said, Lazarus, Lazarus, come out! And a man bound with cloth walked forward. What a gift. Lazarus was alive. I often wondered what would Lazarus' life be like after that special moment, be reunited with Martha and Mary. What was Martha and Mary's life at that moment like? Lazarus, come out. And just as people are asked the question, do you believe? So too I believe that statement is made of each of us. Come out, come out. Come forth, come forth. We find ourselves sheltering in place. That doesn't mean we can't leave the shells of our life. We remember the simple words of the Nazarene on the shores of Galilee to his disciples, that strange group of 12, as he said, fellas, be not afraid. As he said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Have faith. As he said so often in the gospel passages that we read, to tell people of assurance of his presence in their lives. And his presence in their lives in word and in sacrament. And his presence in their lives as we pray as one. And yes, their presence in our lives as we serve the needs of others. Come out, come forth. Perhaps we need to come out and understand that we're in this together. This pandemic has no immunity system unless perhaps people have had it and recover. It affects everybody, everybody in our world. And in a sense, we hear that in terms not only of the medical aspect, aspect of health, but also the economy. How often people say, well, we're all in this together. From one point, that's a difficult statement because so, so many are impacted. But from another point, I believe that's a positive statement as we say we're in this together. Because right now, in different points of the world, scientists are working and tr struggling and using their expertise to help us come up not only with a remedy as we go through this, but a cure, a vaccine, one we will have so that we will be immune. Yes, we're in this together. Come out, come out. What is really important? You know, some of you may be texting. The last few days, I've got a number of different texts of different things talking about the pandemic. There was a Jewish man that I know who texted me. He said, you know, in this time, what really is important? He said, belief in God. He said, family and friends. He said, others. He said, strong principles. And he said also, ourselves. Those are the important things of our life. Yes, we do that and understand 
things that are around us are so important. And we know, yes we know, that someday, as we come forth, there will be light. Come out, come out. I'm thinking of a good friend of mine. The man has been involved in political life and community life. He says, you know, Ken, there's just two things that are important. Two things, loyalty and gratitude. Loyalty and gratitude. These days, we need to have loyalty and gratitude to all those people on the front lines, all those people who are nurses and clinicians, those who are cleaning the floors in hospitals, and those who are working as dietitians, those who are ambulance drivers, police and fire, different people, our loyalty and gratitude. If you know someone, write a text. If you know someone on the front lines, send a message. If you know a doctor or a nurse or someone who works in a hospital, a nursing home, a medical facility, send them some message. Yes, things are important. Loyalty and gratitude. May we never forget those. You know, frequently, we hear that word, come forth, come out. And I'm standing at this particular point, and I have newlyweds. They're getting married. And I tell them of two virtues, two virtues. The virtues I'm speaking about come from a short poem, and perhaps if I had the privilege of marrying you in this church or a few others, you may have heard this. It's a poem. It's written by Adam Lindsay Gordon. And this is what Adam Lindsay Gordon, an Australian, wrote. He said, most of life is froth and bubbles. Two things stand like stone, kindness in another's troubles, courage in your own. It's short enough to remember, but I'll repeat it. Most of life is froth and bubbles. Two things stand like stone, kindness in another's troubles, courage in your own. Kindness, kindness changes everything. It changes everything in a family, a neighborhood, a community. It changes everything at work. In children, it changes everything in school. It changes everything at a grocery store or on an expressway, in an elevator, or at a barbershop. Kindness. You know, the Jewish people have a term, it's called mitzvah, mitzvah. I remember driving in a car with the late Judge Abraham Lincoln Maravitz. And Judge Maravitz, as I was driving down Lakeshore Drive to take him home, said, you know, Father, this is good. I kind of looked at him, wondered. He said, you'll get your mitzvah in today. You know what a mitzvah is? Well, I said, Judge, Judge, I know a bar mitzvah and I know a bat mitzvah. He said, no, a mitzvah is something done for others when few other people remember or few other people know. It's a kindness done for others when few know. I used to go to bed, he said. My mother said, Abe, did you get your mitzvah in? That word mitzvah has become so important for me because it's synonymous with kindness, kindness. Abraham Lincoln said, kindness is like the snow. It falls, falls and makes all things beautiful. Kindness is a great thing to carry in the traveling bag of our life. And every newlywed should have it in theirs. And courage, courage. Now the children here might be remembering the Wizard of Oz where the lion wanted to be courageous. Courage is more than being ferocious. Courage is doing the right thing. 
standing up for what is right and knowing what is wrong, to move forward rather than to return to former ways. Courage means taking a stand sometimes and doing what you have to do. Courage, I think, also means reconciliation. Reconciliation. Yes, there was a plaque that I saw, and it said, one who ap apologizes is the bravest. It said, one who forgives is the strongest, and one who forgets is the happiest. That road that leads to St. Peter's is called the Via Conciliazione, the way of conciliation. And during these days, when we're pretty close together as family, perhaps it takes courage to be people of forgiveness. Yes, kindness or courage are important virtues that we carry through life. But as we hunker down, perhaps we can hum hunker up. And hunker down sometimes means being by ourselves with our family, but hunkering up might be thinking of others, thinking of others. Perhaps you can say, as I can say as I look at my life, the happiest days of my life have been the days that I thought about others. The saddest days, the saddest days have been the days that I thought about myself. Yes, we can hunker down and do things for others. Martha was asked the question, do you believe? Yes, Lord, I do believe. And we are asked the same question, do you believe? Yes, Lord, I do believe. Perhaps we can show our real understanding of that question and the true answer of that question by hunkering up, taking care of those around us, understanding that people are in different shoes than we are, look at a world from a different perspective, because from the small places we are sheltering down, we surely know that there are many people beyond the walls of our lives. And today, you are beyond the boundaries, the walls of this church to be here in a special sacred place through a special gift, the gift of television and live streaming. You know, one other thing. We're at the fifth Sunday of Lent. I turned the page from the fifth Sunday of Lent, and I saw two words, two words. Holy Week. Holy Week. Where is Holy Week this year? I don't know. But I say to you that this is our Lent. These are our 40 days. These are the days when we have to give up things. These are the days when we're called to pray. These are the days when we give to others those particular missions and messages that we got a number of weeks ago as our foreheads were marked with ashes. And as we conclude, and I pray for you and ask you to pray for me because sometimes I do have a hard time believing, hard time saying, yes, I do believe. Perhaps I offer you a special blessing a blessing of the season, few words, something for you to remember. Yes, a very simple blessing. May you live in Christ's love. 
May you die in Christ's arms. May you rise in Christ's glory. Amen. 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 Time now for announcements and events. Are you or a loved one in need during this unique time? Let us know and we can help. Visit the OSP COVID-19 Crisis Assistance Response Form on our website. You can also visit this form if you would like to offer assistance or make a donation that will go directly to the OSP COVID-19 Relief Fund. And please visit oldstpats.org slash online resources for additional ways to stay connected to the OSP community during this time of social distancing. Here there are many resources for faith sharing during this time. One being the Lent 180 series, which is a great way to reflect on prayer, fasting, and almsgiving as we approach Holy Week. And please stay tuned for more OSP podcast content coming very soon. Tickets are still on sale for the Pot of Gold raffle. Support the mission and outreach programs of Old St. Pat's and purchase a ticket by visiting bit.ly slash potofgoldosp. The next early bird drawing will be on April 2nd. The winner will be announced in a video drawing in the Friday morning OSP e-blast. Thank you for listening to the show this week. The homily was originally given at the 10 a.m. live stream mass on Sunday, March 29, 2020 by Monsignor Ken Velo. For more information, visit our website at oldstpats.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's Chicago and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's. I'm Kate Anderson. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast.